0: Welcome to Embers and Wind. Are you feeling a calling to serve? What if answering this calling unleashes, from deep within you, leadership potential? I'm your podcast host, Keith Weidman, blended three decades' experience with knowledge from multiple disciplines to unleash hidden potential in others. In this weekly podcast, my distinguished guests and I will share what fuels us, and how we serve. You will feel a gentle wind on the embers of service that glow within you. You will receive kindling for your capabilities and knowledge to build skills. You can utilize this gentle wind to ignite the kindling. You'll be guided to do this for people you lead and serve. You can apply what you learn with people you love. Get ready to feel the gentle wind. I'm gonna introduce today's guest with a quote. I learned from an early age, the importance of grit, determination and preservation. My childhood helped shape me and prepare me to become an accomplished adult. I'm proud to say that I'm the first person in my immediate family to graduate college and obtain an advanced degree. I worked my way through college and gradually, with zero debt, something that I'm very proud to have accomplished. I have found that the harder I work towards my goals and the greater action I take, the closer I get to where I need to be. I'm the CEO of Best Branding Solutions, wife, mother to one amazing daughter. My passions are entrepreneurship, growth mindset and personal branding, above all, I am looking to make impactful change in this world by displaying kindness, empathy, and compassion to many people on a large scale. The title of this episode is How to Leverage LinkedIn to Lead, Inspire, and Motivate. Please join me in welcoming Tara Gooch to Ambers and Wind. Welcome, Tara.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate being here.
0: Thank you for being a guest. How, yeah. did your, how did your ed- education prepare you to focus on LinkedIn profiles?
1: Well, so I've got a pretty interesting educational background. Um, my bachelor's degree, I have a bachelor's in, of science in environmental biology. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then I went on to take management uh, certification at uh, University of Notre Dame, uh, corporate financial management with, um, at Cornell. Uh-huh. And then I have an MBA in business analytics as well with a specialization in business analytics, I should, I should say. So I'm my education is kind of all over the map, um, uh-huh. you know, and it, I feel like if I would have had, if I could do it all over again, I probably would have gotten my undergrad in marketing or business, but you know- I- you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. 20 days. I so. understand that. Um, it prepared me by giving me confidence, I feel like, uh-huh. and, you know, leverage, right? So, you know, for me, education was important. And maybe it's because I was the first person in my family to actually, you know, uh You know, graduate uh, from a four year degree and then get an advanced degree. So maybe it was, you know, again, being the youngest of five, maybe Uh, it was a pride thing a little bit. (laughs) I'm sure many people can relate to that. Yes. But it prepared me by making me, uh, just giving me leverage, right? So that I had that that, uh, educational background. Uh And I always had something to fall back on. I had, a skill set in lots of different areas that I could huh. utilize um, if and when I needed to, which I think is so important.
0: Let's talk about the relationship between an MBA in business analytics, which you have, yep. and executives having high LinkedIn profiles.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. When we first started our company, Best Branding Solutions, we started it during a global pandemic, Right. We started, and my husband uh, and I run the the company together, it started with him, and he had freelanced for a long time, so 20-plus years. Um, Wow. Yeah, during 2020, we decided to, okay, you know what, we need to put this under the umbrella of an LLC Mm -hmm. and make it official, so that's what we did. And then you know I I have a really strong following on LinkedIn. I've got over twenty six thousand followers as of right now, and it's something that yeah, and it's something that I just kept working on. Literally every week, I treated networking like it was my job. Yes, and there's a lot to be said about that. And I knew that someday I would be able to leverage LinkedIn for a business that I created and steadily over the years, just kept growing up. Mm -hmm. And then we realized branding for companies is fun, but we like working more with the executives at these companies than the actual company. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's just my personality, but I just really enjoy helping a person Mm -hmm. Uh, succeed as well so having these meetings with these executives at these companies seeing that they weren't even on LinkedIn or didn't have or didn't post content or didn't market or weren't engaging it made me realize there is a market for this with executives on LinkedIn specifically for personal branding and -hmm. Seeing the the evolution that I had in developing my personal brand on LinkedIn and how much success Mm
2: -hmm. it
1: gave me, I said, you know what? This is a strength. So we need to utilize and harness the strength and run with it because there's something, there's something here. There's something to this. And I'm glad we made that decision.
0: Now uh, you focused initially on leaders executives for medium-sized companies. Why did you target medium-sized companies?
1: Yeah, and great question. Because I, I you know and now it's 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 both. So now I service small all of it, you know. I, I service anybody from a startup to a very large corporation. Mm -hmm. Um, so really everybody in between, but the medium sized businesses, well, it's, it's kind of like being, it's kind of like being in a sense, middle-class, right? You have a high class of people that, you know, maybe in that 1% bracket, and then you have medium, you know, income people, and then you have lower income level people. And we can all agree in this economy, it, it is kind of dangerous to be middle class. A lot of times they didn't realize how important it was, um, whereas larger com- companies did and already kind of had branding and all these services kind of baked in. Mm-hmm. Medium sized businesses didn't and they were struggling and they didn't know why. And a big part of that is because they lacked presence on social media platforms and then Watching that business or those, you know, leaders in that organization go from not having a business or like just kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall, right? Mm -hmm. Approach to social media to having, you know, well-developed presence, good personal branding on LinkedIn, took their business off and skyrocketed it.
0: You said the word social media, but I think you're talking specifically about LinkedIn, true?
1: True, social media in general, but LinkedIn specifically, absolutely. Because LinkedIn is, you know, the world's largest business-to-business networking platform. And it's only growing. It's growing exponentially. Yes. Yes. Um, So, you know, today there's 880 global uh, members in LinkedIn, 880 million global members and about 180 or so in the United States alone. Your employees are on LinkedIn. Your business partners are on LinkedIn. Your investment partners are on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So many potential people, uh, future employees are on LinkedIn. So many potentials for them to be able to either find you or you be lost in obscurity because it's pretty easy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I've, found just by talking to people that are executives, like, hey, you know, since I've developed a personal brand, especially on LinkedIn, customers are coming to me. And it's already, it takes it from a cold call to it's already warm because they feel like they know who you are. Same thing with employees, especially if you have a very large organization.
0: Now there's both LinkedIn profiles and also your posts. Talk
1: yes. about both. Yes. Profile is your billboard, right? Uh-huh. So I think that's the easiest way to describe it. It's your, it's your site. That's who you are. Mm-hmm. People either go to it as, as a source, which I like to look at mine as going to my profile. I, I want people to visit my profile as a source of information mm-hmm. or they see just nothingness, right? Some super, like important things because it is your billboard. And by the way, nobody is going to sell yourself except for you. Don't be shy or embarrassed about putting yourself out there because nobody knows who you are if you don't tell them. So the LinkedIn profile is your, is your billboard that tells the world why you're here, who you are, what you believe in, what your core values are, your mission, your purpose, how you can help serve them mm-hmm. and what makes you different from that person and that person and that person. Um, that's what your profile should be designed for. And then your posts should be designed for, for reach, for grabbing an audience, for designing a community of people, um, both of supporters and of businesses relationship so how do do you get your customers from your posts i do do you get customers from commenting on other people's posts i have it's a formula for a relationship and that's you know the profile again is your billboard it tells the world who you are what you do your posts reinforce that and if you don't have both it seems disingenuous right Yes. How
0: frequently would you recommend an executive post on LinkedIn?
1: Every day, if possible. Um, And, you know, it it sounds daunting, but I would say the larger the company, the more you should post if you're an executive. And there's a I'm really glad you brought that question up because that's such a good question. Mm -hmm. How often do you want to engage with your employees? How often do you want good talent to come to you as opposed to you going to them?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How bad do you want to change your retention game? Yes. All of these like things have a compounding effect. And, you know, if you have a huge company, so let's take, I don't know. I'm just going to pick Mercedes Benz. Mm-hmm. If you have a huge company like that, that's, you know, located in Germany, but has offices all throughout the world. Yes. How can you connect with a team at an executive level if you're not on LinkedIn regularly? Because that's where your people are. And again, it's just reinforcing that fact of culture, of unity, right? Of relationship those posts that you make as an executive will either give you high fives down the hallway or people will say, I can't relate to this person. They're such a stuffy stuff shirt, right? (laughs) I can't relate to this person. I, they seem unapproachable. Whereas, you know, if you have a good frequency of posts and it's personalized stuff, people feel like they already know you. And that's the goal
0: What about the use of videos on LinkedIn for executives?
1: So powerful. Videos are an enormously powerful tool for anybody. Um, Everyone should be doing videos. And there's a lot of ways to do it. Getting a video out there, showing your body posture, your naturalness, it really, it's like uncovering the layers of an onion, You know, a picture is great. It's worth a thousand words. Well, a video is worth a million. It takes you again from just, it takes that extra layer of onion off Mm -hmm. and makes people feel like they know you and are connected with you on a deeper level. Mm So I, I like to tell people that, you know, a mixed media approach is very valuable. You want to have lots of different ways of engagement. So video content, photos, Static design posts, typed posts, lots of different ways to be creative with your posting so that you don't get in a box. Absolutely 100% utilize video, utilize video, utilize video. (laughs) I can't say that enough, so I'm glad you brought that up.
0: Now, some people are are good on video and other people are not. What (laughs) is not good on video?
1: I wasn't always good on video. I will say that. it. I I used to be the shyest person
2: uh-huh. uh, ever.
1: When I would talk, even on a Zoom call, like early in my career, I remember that. And you would get called on randomly in a Zoom call and you'd just be petrified. That was me. <laughs> that, I know, maybe <laughs> maybe it's hard to believe. I would get called out and my voice would stop working. And I would be like, uh And I couldn't talk. So I would say to anybody feeling like they're not good on video, that sounds like you just need to do it a lot more and just be comfortable with it. Because honestly, I'm not going to be everybody's piece of cake. And that's okay. I want to attract the right audience. And I can only do that by being authentically myself because I can't be anybody else.
0: When do you know you need outside help beyond your marketing department
1: yeah that's a great question um well and you know the marketing department for the companies is generally for the company so not a lot of companies have like a built-in personal branding program right Mm -hmm. so it can it can be both there's marketing you know a lot of businesses and i'll say this you know When the economy slows down, the the first thing that gets cut is marketing, the marketing department. And let me say that is not the smartest thing to do. The especially use of free marketing on social media platforms. Again, this is a totally free platform. When I post, it can go out to as many as 26,000 people that's 26,000 opportunities that I wouldn't have had. So, unless you have a marketing department that is super social media savvy mm-hmm. and, you know, you have the resources in-house to develop personal brands for people, mm-hmm. I think you absolutely absolutely should outsource that because it's a different perspective that's unique and Working with an agency like mine, I work with so many different kinds of businesses and companies and people that it's, again, there's no guessing at this point. It's a formula, it's strategic, and I know it works because it worked for me and it works for my clients.
0: Is there a specific high profile executive that others can follow to use as an example?
1: There's so many. Um, one of my favorite examples is Brian Convoy, and he is with Lone Depot. Uh-huh. So uh, he's the VP at Lone Depot, and he has an amazing personal brand on LinkedIn um, and, and other social media channels as well. But mm-hmm. his personal brand, so he was a former uh, professional soccer player. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And now he's, you know, at L- Lone Depot as a VP and his personal brand is inspiring. It's motivating. It reaches people in a totally different way than many other people that I've seen. And he does it with a sincere, a sincere uh, feeling of servitude. He's doing it to genuinely help others. And you can feel that reverberate when you watch his content yeah. and look at his videos. Thank you. Absolutely.
0: Can you share a couple of examples of how branding differs among LinkedIn executives?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I think anybody that owns a business can agree. Reputation is one of the largest concerns any business can have right regardless of their scale Mm -hmm. if you're a one-person solopreneur or if you have a company that has a million employees reputation is your biggest risk right so why would you again you know kind of shoot in the dark and throw spaghetti at a wall Personal branding for executives should be different. It should be differential because you have a different goal set than an individual person would. Mm -hmm. Your goal set is retention of employees. Your goal set is inspiration, right? It's bringing people together on a large scale. Your, Your goals are also attracting the right talent to come to you. Your goals are increasing your sales in your company. So you have a lot of different goals that, you know, the average workman may not on social media. Mm -hmm. So you need to um, absolutely, you know, have a strategy behind it because you have so many layered goals within your social media content that you need to be aware of.
0: Can you share a story about an executive who raised their LinkedIn profile and how this benefit their company?
1: Sure. Gosh, so many. Um, So I've worked with a few. Uh, I'll think of one off of the top of my head. Started off with no LinkedIn presence at all, really. Was posting maybe once every month, and it was a repost. It was nothing original that he was doing. Mm -hmm. And He had his profile was boring and you wouldn't know by looking at him, but he was this huge, high powered executive for a huge, huge multinational company. Mm -hmm. And he had a team of fifteen hundred people under him. So that's how large this company was. That was just under his department. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And he went from that to posting daily Um, you know, with my help and guide and strategy again, went from reposting other people's content to doing original posts, Mm -hmm. videos, mixed media approach. Um, I showed him how to utilize his connection requests to get an even more robust and profitable network.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, He grew his network in the process by leaps and bounds. And Um, just in a very short amount of time, I would say about five weeks, he gained about a thousand or so 1200 followers. And then his employees started reaching out to him on LinkedIn, where they had never done that before. Um, and then a few employees actually, or prospective employees actually started sending him direct messages. Hi, I'm so-and-so I'd be interested in a role when it ever opens up. I just wanted to introduce myself. So, again, it's an attraction mechanism. That's why I call it a billboard. It's either going to attract or deter, but if you have the the your profile and your content aligned, mm-hmm. then it does act as an attraction mechanism again, for sales, clients, business partners, investors, opportunities, prospective clients, and employee retention. So literally, this could be the game changer to take your business from obscurity to huge in a very short amount of time. Thank you. No problem.
0: A small company has less resources. What would you recommend for them?
1: Again, it's a small company, but it's... I wouldn't look at it as uh, something you're spending money on. I look at it as something you're investing on. And I think anybody can agree. There's no more valuable resource on this earth than time. If you're a small business owner, the first thing you need to do before worrying about where your sales are coming from even is how am I getting my message out there? How am I building and forming a community? How am I, going to take relationships to the next level. Yeah. And you do that again it's 2022 you do that by social media. So regardless of you know what you think your priorities are your priorities are forming a community and a network mm-hmm. and you do that by social media and you know it's free marketing it's free advertisement. So as a business owner the least the least you can do you've got to have professional presence on all sorts of different kinds of social media platforms, but you also have to have a LinkedIn company page. Those are free to set up and they require almost no effort. It, it takes me no time to set up a LinkedIn company page. And automatically now on your profile, you can connect and where it has your, um, background and experience. And it'll show your company's logo if you have a company LinkedIn page. The more times people see that logo through recognition, it builds trust. Yes. All of these little things that are so, so simple and free should Mm. be utilized for small businesses just starting out. And really, there's no reason to not get these things in place.
0: Can you share a story about a small company you helped
1: Yes, plenty. So I work with small businesses all the time too. But we actually uh, friends of ours, they have their own cattle company, and they have a big ranch in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And they recently started a they recently started this business selling beef steaks, fillets, um, all of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we did a whole company brand for them, and you know, in the beginning they were. Just, you know, it's a really nice place, but they were putting stuff in garbage bags and giving it to people, (laughs) (laughs) right? Well, Well, you don't know what you don't know, you you know? So I said, well, we can't sit back and watch, right? With our knowledge, we're gonna go to them and help them. Simple things like creating a logo, again, that's recognizable, creates retention, Uh, putting it in nice packaging, that has the, again, the logo and then a business card, right. And then building out a social media site for them. Mm -hmm. They went from garbage bags and hand deliveries to now people um, go to them and drive to them every week we post for them and they get uh, between four and 16,000 impressions on their posts. And, you know, again, it's, If you want to stay small forever, that's your prerogative, or you can level up by going on social media and by tweaking your branding and making it personalized.
0: Yes. Let's dig into entrepreneurs.
1: Yes. One of my favorite topics.
0: Can you share a story about an entrepreneur who benefited from your company?
1: Sure. Um, I can think of a few real estate agents that I've worked with on personal branding, uh-huh. all sorts of different types of people, really. But I'll I'll pick real estate for example. Our very first client for personal branding, she had a son that went to uh, college, mm-hmm. and she said, "Well, I've got to pay for him to go to college. I'll go into real estate, right? Mm-hmm. I know I can make money doing that." But she had no idea how to develop a personal brand, or even what that meant. And keep in mind, her job is not to figure out how to develop a personal brand. Her Mm. job is to sell houses, right? Yes. And that's, again, something I believe in so wholeheartedly. Why learn all this stuff when somebody else can help you along with the process? Your, Your job is to sell and grow your company, not figure all this out. We took her from, again, just starting out in real estate to now she's one of the most successful realtors in North Carolina. Oh, wow. And it's because she developed a personal brand and people liked and trusted it. I think, you know, the more approaches for marketing that she had, you know, with different levels of marketing um, on different platforms, the more reach she had. And she was able to connect with an audience that, again, already considered her as somebody they knew, Mm -hmm. even if they had never met her because of her personal brand. And that's the power of the personal brand. It It creates trust and awareness so that people feel like they know who you are before you even get introduced.
0: There are several coaches I know who use LinkedIn Lives you want to be using LinkedIn lives
1: anybody and everybody um it's free it's free. use it it's totally free marketing. it goes up you know anybody can see it that's logged into LinkedIn plus it also gets recorded so people can review so LinkedIn live. It's totally free. I keep try to keep them under 30 minutes, but it depends on if I'm co-hosting or not. Mm
2: -hmm. But
1: it's a totally organic way to grab an audience's attention. And again, people like to have their attention taken away from them. So LinkedIn Live is kind of a powerful thing because if you're scrolling through your feed, our attention spans are so short. Yes. So you may be scrolling through a feed, looking at a post, and then all of a sudden, a LinkedIn Live goes up. Well, oop, my attention's automatically diverted now to yes. whoever this person is that's talking.
0: And it's, that's a great example of where practice makes perfect.
1: Yes, <laughs> just go on <laughs> it, just do those videos. I'm telling you, you will not regret it.
0: Now, there is somebody who's listening to this that resonates with your message. How can they stay connected with you?
1: Yeah. So please uh, feel free to email me, tara at bestbranding.solutions. Tara at Mm bestbranding.solutions. That's my email. Um, I check my email all the time. And you can also follow me on LinkedIn.
0: I will include Tara's email address and the website address for LinkedIn profile in the show notes.
1: Yep. And feel free to connect and follow. I'm open to connecting with anybody.
0: Thank you for that. Yeah. How can someone learn more from you about your company's work?
1: Absolutely. So visit our website, uh, Mm -hmm. www.bestbranding.solutions. On our homepage, we actually have a lot of really interesting videos that I've done with either executives at companies Mm-hmm. Or um, I have a video interview, several of them, with an author uh, that I'm friends with, and he talks about the power of personal branding. He's a New York Times best-selling author, so don't take it from me. Listen to the experts, <laughs> and yes. you know, see what they say about personal branding on their level mm-hmm. and how it can help any business, regardless of the size, industry, scope, or scale.
0: The link for Best Branding Solutions is the website listed for this episode. This will make it easy to access it. Do you have a benevolent call to action you invite listeners to take to apply what they learned in this episode to build their brand?
1: Yes. Your brand needs to be genuine. It needs to be personalized and it needs to be you. You're not going to benefit anybody, including yourself, by trying to copy someone else. Mm -hmm. Keep it authentic. People crave authenticity. They don't crave copying. So be authentic. And one of the pillars of my personal brand, by the way, is kindness. Don't overcomplicate things. Your personal brand is just the messages you put out. I put out messages of kindness, messages of growth. So when people think of me, they think of somebody that will help them grow and succeed and somebody that's also kind and nice to do business with. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, isn't that what all leaders should strive for in any organization is that approachability, a level of kindness and compassion and empathy and somebody that makes and helps others grow. That's a personal brand.
0: Thank you, Tara.
1: You're I, welcome.
0: I really appreciate having you as a guest.
2: Yes.
1: I yes. know
0: listeners appreciate having you as a guest too. Thank yes. you so much for being a guest today.
1: Awesome, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: And we wanna thank you for listening to this episode. We look forward to seeing you soon. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Embers and Wind. If you enjoyed today, please come back next week. Please also share this episode with a friend. If you've not already subscribed to Embers and Wind, rated this podcast, and written a review, please do this now. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at embersandwind.net. Thank you again for joining us.